0: Good morning, and welcome to Sunday Morning with Love in Action. I am Ken Tuck, and I'm so thankful that you decided to join us this morning. I hope you are having a great weekend. Today is Palm Sunday. It is the day that we celebrate Jesus' triumphant entry into Jerusalem. Now, I'm not going to preach on that today, but I wanted to mention that because we are entering into Resurrection Week, Easter week coming up, the week that is celebrated of when Jesus died on the cross for our sins and then rose from the dead on the third day to give all who believe eternal life, forgiveness of sins. Praise God. The greatest news ever. That's The gospel means good news. And there is no better news than Jesus Christ dying for our sins and rising again, giving all who believe eternal life. And when Jesus made his entry into Jerusalem. I just wanted to read that to you. Again, I'm not going to preach on this message today, but just wanted to share the scripture with you out of Matthew 21. Now his entry into Jerusalem is recorded in all four gospels. I'm going to read out of Matthew chapter 21. I'm going to pick it up in verse six. The disciples went and did just as Jesus had instructed them and brought the donkey and the colt and laid their cloaks on them. And he sat on the cloaks. Most of the crowd spread their cloaks on the road, and others were cutting branches from the trees and spreading them on the road. Now the crowds were going ahead of him, and those who followed were shouting, Hosanna to the son of David! Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord! Hosanna in the highest! When he had entered Jerusalem, all the city was stirred, saying, Who is this? And the crowds were saying, This is Jesus, the prophet from Nazareth in Galilee. They would soon understand that Jesus was much more than a prophet. He was and is the one and only Son of God, the Messiah, who came to set us free from the bondage of sin, to save us from the wrath of God, to forgive us of our sins, to give us life here on earth and life eternal. This Jesus is He is the one we celebrate, and let's make sure we celebrate him a lot more than once a year, one week a year, one day a year. We need to celebrate him every day of the year. I love Jesus so much. He is so awesome, and he has done everything for you and for me. We just have to receive it and live for him. So before we get into today's message, let's just go together in prayer, and let's thank Jesus. Let's thank him for being Lord of all, Lord Jesus, we do come to you in all humbleness and with all excitement as well, thanking you for being the Lord of all, for being Savior of mankind, for being Emmanuel, God with us. We thank you, Jesus, that you loved us so much that you came here to earth and you lived a perfect life that we couldn't and we can't. And you paid the price, the ultimate price, by being beaten and by dying on the cross for our sins. Lord Jesus, thank you for loving us. And we thank you that you didn't stop in the grave, but you arose from the grave, victoriously forever, eternally crushing Satan, sin, death, and giving eternal life to all who believe. So Jesus, I pray that today, those who are listening, who have not given their lives to you, who have not received your gift of salvation, will today, that they will call out upon your name, the name that's above all names, the only name by which we must be saved. And I pray today will be their day, that they experience your love and your mercy and your grace and your forgiveness, your goodness, your life. I pray, Father, for every believer listening. I just pray for encouragement, for each person's faith to grow stronger. Because Lord Jesus, we need more of you in our lives, more of you every single day. And Lord, I pray that each believer will be encouraged by today's message and that, Lord, you'll just continue to do your great work in all of our lives and that we will tell others about you like you command us to. Father, I pray for each person listening that you will just touch each one. You know each need ask you to meet them, Father God, according to your riches and glory through Christ Jesus, our Lord. Father, we just praise you. We thank you and we love you and thank you for your word, Father. We ask your Holy Spirit to teach us now, lead us into all truths and may we be doers of your word and not hearers only. For it's in your holy name, Jesus, we pray. Amen. I want to give a shout out to some people this morning I've heard from delivery drivers who say they, they can't go to church because they're working and they're delivering food, but Sunday Morning with Love and Action is where they hear the word. So God bless each one of you. Be safe out there and just know that Jesus loves you. Also hear from people who are in prison who listen to Sunday Morning of Love and Action. Keep listening and keep letting Jesus do a work in your heart because just because you're behind bars doesn't mean he's finished with you yet. Just remember the Apostle Paul wrote most of the New Testament when he was behind bars. God is with you and let him use you right where you're at. And then when you get out, live for him and you'll have a great testimony to share. I want to also give a shout out to our homeless friends who listen on Sunday mornings and just know that Martha and I love you guys and gals and thank you for listening and God's got a plan for each of your lives too. I know many others out there listening, and just thank you so much for joining us. We thank the Joy FM for the opportunity to share God's word over the airwaves. Well, last week we talked about the power to witness, and Acts 1.8 was our key verse. And we're going to continue along that same line of teaching this morning, still using Acts one eight. I want to dig just a little bit deeper, and and really actually share testimonies of the power to witness in the face of death. Now Acts chapter 1 verse 8, remember Jesus had died and he had risen again. He had appeared to his disciples and to many others and he had given the marching orders through the great commission that we read in Matthew chapter 28 verses 18 through 20 when Jesus says, all authority in heaven and on earth have been given unto me Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all I have commanded you, and I will be with you always to the end of the age. And Then here in Acts, Jesus is about to ascend to heaven, and he gives his disciples some more encouragement and some more instructions. He says, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. And this is for all of us who are believers, all of us who believe Jesus is the son of God, that he is Lord of lords, He is King of Kings and Lord of Lords. And he is the Messiah. And we have surrendered our lives to him and we are following him. He tells us that we will receive power From the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit gives us power. He says, You will be my witnesses. By receiving this power from the Holy Spirit, we will be his witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. And I mentioned last week how I've always looked at this verse is that my hometown here in Dothan, Alabama, that is my Jerusalem because I don't live in Israel, right? <laughs> and so this is my Jerusalem, so I, I've got to share the gospel. i got to witness for him right here. And then Ju- Judea is, is the southeast. Uh, that, now, this is me. This is my personal way of looking at this. Judea is, is the southeastern United States. Samaria is, is the rest of the U.S., and then the earth is outside of the U.S. And that's, that's how I've looked at this scripture over the years and applied it to my life. So I need to share Jesus everywhere, everywhere I go and help get the word out. If I can't go somewhere, if I can help somebody take the gospel there, then I can help them. But he gives us power to be his witnesses. And I talked about that word witness last week. And I want to do that again and springboard off of that. So the word witnesses in Acts chapter one, verse eight, the Greek word for witness is the word for martyr. Martyr meaning one who dies for his faith. Jesus gives us power to be a witness, to be a martyr. That's how deep and how intense his call for us is to be his witnesses. So he empowers us to be witnesses for him, even if it costs our lives. The apostles and the early church, they obviously understood that. And many believers around the world believe that because they are persecuted and killed or martyred for their faith in Jesus Christ. So that's how much Jesus expects us to witness for him. Not just when it's nice and convenient, not when it's not an awkward situation, but he expects us to share him, to share his gospel with others anytime, any place, anywhere. And he gives us the power to do so through the Holy Spirit. So see, Jesus has given us everything. He's commissioned us through his authority. And he promises he is with us. So he's commissioned us. He is with us. And the Holy Spirit gives us power to be his witnesses. So Jesus has given us everything that we need. We lack nothing except for obedience. And that's on us. He's done his part. We got to do our part. We have to be obedient to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and go and share the gospel, make disciples, be his witnesses to this world. Looking at what that word witness means, the word martyr, and that's the kind of power that Jesus gives us to be his witnesses, even if it's going to cost our own lives. That's what I want to look at today through sharing examples of persecution and people who have been martyred for their faith here in the U.S. and in other parts of the world. So let's start out here in the U.S. because we don't hear a whole lot about persecution in the U.S. like we do in other countries overseas. And that's because there's not nearly as much persecution here. But the day will eventually come when, I believe there, uh, this is my own opinion, I, I believe there will be persecution of Christians here in the U.S. But we haven't seen a whole lot In different ways, usually smaller ways compared to overseas, but there have been people who have died because of their faith right here in the USA. Remember the Columbine High School massacre of 1999, and if you were a teenager to an adult at that time, there's really no way that you can't remember that. That story captured the hearts of this country, and it was just a horrific thing that happened there when these students were were killed and there was one teenager who didn't waver from her faith in the face of death her name was valine and she had been shot and she was on the floor of the library when one of the shooters approached her and she said and this this is from a news report she says oh my god oh my god don't let me die the shooter asked her if she believed in God. She said yes, and he asked why. and She responded, quote, because I believe and my parents brought me up that way. The shooter reloaded but did not shoot her again, and she ultimately survived the massacre. So here's a teenager with a gunman who's already killed people and had already shot her. And he's asking her, do you believe in God? Knowing that her life, she was probably thinking her life was about to be taken. She said, yes, I do. And parents, you see how important it is to raise your children loving Jesus, to raise your children in a church that teaches the true gospel of Jesus Christ. She said, I believe in God because I do, but also because my parents brought me up that way. Praise God for her parents. And praise God for her faith. What an inspiration she was and, and is through that testimony of being face-to-face with a gunman at a massacre there at Columbine and not wavering, but standing strong. Then in 2015, uh, in the state of Oregon, there was a community college, and I'm not sure I could pronounce his name correctly, but it's Umquai, I think is how you pronounce it. But anyway, it's a community college in Oregon. And it was in 2015, and students were gunned down there because of their faith in Jesus Christ. The following I'm about to read from you is, uh, is taken from a Fox News story on October the 2nd, 2015. Courtney Moore was inside the classroom. She told the Roseburg News Review that the shooter ordered students to get on the ground and then told them to stand up and state their religion. And they would stand up, this is a quote, they would stand up, and he said, good. Because you're a Christian, you're going to see God in just about one second, Stacy Boland said in a televised report. And then he shot and killed them. An 18-year-old was struck in the back by a bullet that traveled down her spine. She survived. Miss Moore survived as well. Davis Jacquez, publisher of the Roseburg News Beacon, said he received a text message from a student who said she was inside the classroom. Quote, The shooter was lining people up and asking if they were Christians, the message read. If they said yes, then they were shot in the head. If they said no or didn't answer, they were shot in the leg. That is an extremely horrifying event that happened here in the U.S. And these students, these young people at this community college, they were seeing their colleagues, their classmates say, yes, I'm a Christian and then shot dead. And they would see some that wouldn't answer or said they weren't, and they got shot in the leg, so they weren't killed. So These students knew if they said, yes, I'm a Christian, then they were going to be killed. But these students still said, yes, I'm a Christian, knowing they were about to be killed. That's the power to witness until death, facing death, knowing that they are about to be gunned down if they do not deny Christ. They did not deny him. They definitely must have understood what Jesus said in Matthew chapter 10 verses 32 and 33. "Therefore everyone who confesses me before people, I will also confess him before my Father who is in heaven. but whoever denies me before people, I will also deny him before my Father who is in heaven. They didn't deny Jesus. They confessed them, and there's no doubt that they're in heaven today. But that's that is that—that's the kind of power that Jesus gives us. We can't do something like that on our own. But the power of the Holy Spirit working in us gives us power to be the witnesses of Jesus Christ no matter what is going on, even if a gunman is holding a gun at our heads. So there's a couple of examples from the United States. I want to share some persecution with you and this is recent and this is from a pastor who we love and just think so much of and been able to support been able to actually go to the country he's at and share the gospel with people and i'm not going to mention the country's name and i'm actually going to change his name just purely for protection because where he's at is not safe to be a christian and i would not want to do anything to cause further harm Uh, that he and his family are going through. But I want to read a newsletter that he recently sent out. And again, I'm not going to mention the country, and I'm going to change his name. The authorities came last month and took Hank out to interrogate him again. It's always quite stressful when they meet with him. It disrupted Hank's sleep badly and made his head ache again. They interrogated Hank last September in a tea house as well. They ask for the names of those who were involved in our church. Hank refused to give them any names by simply saying, you guys already know everything through monitoring our phone. There's no need to answer back. The bureau chief got really offended and yelled, you think we don't know what you do with people coming into your house? You even do ministry under the guise of biking. You should tell people about Confucius instead of the Bible. Be thankful to the party for your life. They told Hank not to tell others about their meeting, saying it will not be good for him if he does. They threatened to deport his wife out of the country and block Hank from leaving the country. They really don't like what we do. They want everybody to follow the country's culture and be devoted to the government. They basically view what we preach as a plague, They think Hank is crazy for praying and trusting in Jesus, but Hank keeps on sharing the good news with them and reminding them that God is real. We, however, will not be silenced. We will keep walking by faith and not by sight, sharing the good news wisely to the people in the city. We believe that God is in control of this. He can make all things work together for the good. We don't know what will happen to us in the future. We pray Father will have mercy on them. They have heard the good news so many times. May the Son reveal to them that he is the way, the truth, and the life. That is so powerful right there. This precious couple share Jesus every way they can. And they have to do it basically under cover because they're always being watched. And we understand this by going over there and being with them and sharing the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ in that country with them. We almost got in trouble ourselves because we were sharing the gospel and they got in trouble uh, because we were there sharing the gospel so it's just it's it's such a hard thing and it's such a tough thing, but their words just inspire me so much. As they said, we don't know what's going to happen. We don't know what our future holds, but we're going to keep sharing the gospel. So they don't know what their future holds. They don't know if they're going to be arrested, they're going to be deported, They're going to, what's going to happen to them. But they do know what they're going to be doing. They're going to be sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ. And then they are also praying for those who are persecuting them, those who are threatening them. They're praying for him. That's what Jesus tells us to do. Jesus tells us in Matthew chapter 5, starting in verse 44. Well, now let's go back up. Let's start in verse 43. You have heard that it was said, you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you so that you may prove yourselves to be sons of your father who is in heaven. For he causes the sun to rise on the evil and the good. He sends rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. For if you love those who love you, what reward do you have? Even the tax collectors, do they not do the same? And if you greet only your brothers and sisters, what more are you doing than the others? Even the Gentiles, do they not do the same? Therefore, you shall be perfect as your heavenly father is perfect. He's telling us to love those who hate us, pray for those who persecute us. And that's what this precious couple is doing in the face of persecution. It's because they have the power from the Holy Spirit to be witnesses of Jesus Christ no matter what. We have some pastor friends over in Pakistan and they have been beaten for sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ for handing out Bibles. They've been threatened that they were going to be killed if they continue to do that. There's this one small village there in Pakistan where there was a house church and these believers would gather and share the gospel of Jesus Christ and come together and worship Jesus. They were renting these, these homes that they lived in from a Muslim, but he didn't bother them. He let them, you know, do what they were doing. He knew who they were. But when he died, his son, who is radical, decided he was going to get rid of them. And he came in with heavy machinery and tore down their homes, all their homes. So they had nowhere to live. They had nowhere to have a house church at. Did that stop them? No, they moved to another area and their homes are being built, praise God, and they're going to have their home, house church again. But in the meantime, they're meeting outside and they're worshiping Jesus outside and having church service outside and sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ with other people. How can they do that? Because they have the power from the Holy Spirit to be witnesses for Jesus, no matter what's going on. One of our pastors there, he had his collarbone broken when he was beaten for sharing the gospel. And it drove him crazy not to be able to get out because he was just in so much pain because he was wanting to get back out and share the gospel continually. But once he healed back up, he's back out there sharing the gospel once again and leading other believers in discipleship and worship services. Why? Because he loves Jesus and because he has the power from the Holy Spirit to be a witness for Jesus Christ. We have brothers and sisters in Myanmar, a country that has a military coup going on right now. Christians, as few as they, they are in Myanmar, are treated as secondary citizens, second-class citizens, really looked down upon. And when military coups go on in such countries, things could could get even worse for them. So we continue to pray for that country, continue to pray for them. But, you know, they, they keep on going because they know Jesus did everything on that cross and rising up from the grave. So he thought we were all worth it. Therefore, they think he's worth it. I think he's worth it. We all need to think he's worth it. We all need to know he's worth it. And so they keep on Sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ, they, uh, there's a small college there that we have sponsored for since 2013, so eight years, and through the pandemic and through a military coup, we graduated four students. They finished their fourth year, they received their degree, and now they're going to go out into an uncertain future in their country, but they're going out prepared to share the gospel with those who don't know Jesus. Why? Because they have the power of the Holy Spirit to witness even in the face of persecution and in the face of death. There's many, many, many more stories about people who are persecuted and martyred for their faith, but we don't have time to share everyone. But understand that these people we're talking about, they have the same Holy Spirit that Jesus gives you and me. Therefore, we have the same power to be witnesses of Jesus right here in our own hometown, wherever your hometown is. Maybe it's Dothan or Ozark or Enterprise, Eufaula, maybe Donaldsonville, it may be Marianne I, I don't know where you live at. You may be listening to this on the internet and you live on the other side of the the United States, maybe in California, or you may live on the other side of the world. Jesus gives you the power to be his witnesses wherever you're at. He gives me the power to be a witness for him right here in Dothan and wherever he leads me. So be encouraged today that he has given us everything we need to be his witness. So what's stopping us? Nothing can stop us Nothing can stop us. We have the power of the Holy Spirit living in us. So let's go out and let's tell others the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And let's make disciples and train them how to make disciples. I'm so excited right now at Love in Action. I'm teaching the discipleship. Our discipleship method is training for trainers, T for T. We have some people in that class who are just, man, they're fired up about Jesus. And they're excited about learning how to be a disciple, and how to teach others to be a disciple. See, we can all do that. We can all do that. If you have any questions, we're out of time this morning, but if you have any questions, please email me at ken.tuck at dot tuck at loveinactionministries.com, or call Love in Action at 334-494-494. I'd also like to encourage you to follow us on Facebook. Post a lot of information there on Facebook about Love and Action, about what God is doing through and in Love and Action. You can also follow us on Twitter at Lia Ministries, and we are also on Instagram. So follow us and check out what God is doing. You can Visit our website at loveinactionministries.com. It's a great land and place to learn more about the ministry and what we do locally as well as internationally. Well, thank you so much for joining me this morning. I pray the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord cause his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace.